Hello everyone, Homecoming Hero here with another Late Night Sprites episode. Late Night Sprites is a fun, laid-back podcast about all sorts of fun, nerdy topics, and it is still summer, so that is right. This is another entry in the Summer of Indies, where I am looking at all sorts of indie games from my backlog, talking about some of my favorites, and so much more. But for the month of August, for the wind down month the last month in the summer of indies i decided to do everything new whether it's a new movie a new tv show a new indie game it has to have come out this year and today's episode is going to be a double feature that's right we are talking about not one but two games i've done it before in the past and i'm doing it again today today there is only one common denominator, which is rhythm. We are talking about two very different rhythm games. Two rhythm games, one that is story-based and set in a fantasy world full of vegetables, and another one that is all about being the best DJ that you ever wanted to be. Well, at least that's the story I kind of got from it. But that's neither here nor there. Welcome, and if you are new, thank you so much for joining in. If you are not new, thank you so much for sticking around. And today I am talking about Spin Rhythm and Rhythm Sprout. Rhythm games are one of my favorite genres when it comes to video games. Whether it was playing Guitar Hero with my cousins growing up, playing Elite Beat Agents on the DS, or playing Rhythm Thief and the Emperor's Treasure on the 3DS in high school. One of my favorites is a series that I mentioned during our last demo episode, which is Rhythm Heaven. That is a series that I go to often, and I'm very much looking forward to bits and bops that very much inspired by Rhythm Heaven indie game that is on the horizon. But today is not about bits and bops, or is it about melatonin? Namely because I still haven't played melatonin yet. I hope it's good. I've heard goodish things about it, but I just haven't picked it up yet. But maybe someday. Today I am going to talk about Rhythm Sprout and Spin Rhythm XD. One on the Switch and one on Steam. Both of these games came out this year and I picked up Rhythm Sprout back in February and played it, I want to say back in April, just all the way through. It was a very quick and fun, short and easy romp. Spin Rhythm I've been playing recently after picking it up during the Steam Summer Sale. Ah, the Steam Summer Sale. So many indie games, so little time, so much Gabe, so much money to give Gabe. You say you're only going to spend a little bit and you end up giving $40 to Gabe. It always happens. You may have even bought games in the last Summer Sale that you haven't played yet, but it still comes. And we still all pick up at least one thing. It always happens. But Spin Rhythm is a game that I'm happy to say that I've knocked out of my backlog as well as Rhythm Sprout. Rhythm Sprout I've rolled credits on and Spin Rhythm, well, we'll get to that one in a bit. We're going to start off this doubleheader review by talking about Rhythm Sprout. So after the transition, we'll be diving into part one of this two-part review. See you there. (music) 
Starting off this double header is a little game called Rhythm Sprout. You can find this game on Steam, Switch, PlayStation, and all sorts of other consoles. Rhythm Sprout is a game where you play as well. Sprout, a little onion knight, tasked by the king to defeat the evil candy. But there's more to this game than meets the eye, and more to the plot. The plot of this game is very simple and comedic, and the plot moves along basically like a Saturday morning cartoon. Nothing too offensive, nothing too memorable, though. Kind of just wacky dialogue. You'll go from left to right, literally, to the beat of each song, slashing away at your enemies. Basically, every stage consists of you walking left and right until you approach an enemy. In that case, you will dodge and slice. Sometimes you might have to dodge on your walk up to the enemy as well. And that's about it. All of your notes are basically consistent of a walking note motion and then these like big wide square bars for slashing and dodging that you do to the rhythm. Everything is explained pretty quickly and this game will go by very fast. Rhythm Sprout had a few memorable tunes but not all of it was memorable and I do wish there was a better way to skip past the dialogue but I had to find myself pausing for every individual cutscene or hammering the button to skip through the dialogue. I admit that the story is actually one of the things that weighs this game down, as there is an overabundance of dialogue in between songs. When it comes to songs, there's a good amount, as well as some unlockables after you roll the credits, which are pretty nice. The only problem is that this game tries to force in humor a little bit too often, whether it's in the middle of a stage, which ended up breaking my flow and rhythm, or if it's before a stage where you get a long-winded phone call from the king just because as you are on your quest to go save the princess. Graphically, this game looks very nice and it looked pretty good on Switch. I think it might even look better on other consoles. It did look a little rough around the edges on Switch, but nothing too big to complain about. I played the entire game in handheld mode and it, the controls were responsive and comfortable. There were also a lot of accessibility features and ways to lower or raise the difficulty for those who want to just see the story through and those who wanted a challenge. I will admit that some of the best songs are in the latter half of the game, so it's definitely worth sticking around for. Although my personal favorite in terms of music would have to be the winter level, which is about the midpoint of the game. As you quest throughout the land, you will find yourself going from the grasslands, to the desert, to the winterlands, to the spooky mansions, and so on and so forth, taking on a few bosses along the way. The bosses were a little hit and miss for me, because it felt like they were just these elongated rhythm mini-games with dialogue interspersed, and that circles around back to the complaint again. Sometimes the dialogue in the quote-unquote comedic moments will interrupt the middle of your song. I think it's meant to add personality and be charming, but it really didn't sit well with me. I found myself not being a really big fan of these moments in the game. Rhythm Sprout also won't take you very long. I found myself picking the game up and reaching the credits in under three hours, and even though there was some content left, I didn't really feel obligated to pick it up. The reason that I wanted to try Rhythm Sprout is that it looked really appealing when I was looking at it in the eShop, and it happened to be on sale. And for those who are fans of rhythm games, I think this is a great 
title to pick up on sale. I think this isn't necessarily worth the $15 asking price because the tunes aren't that memorable, and there are a few major things that really throw this game off beat. Not just the dialogue and the humor, but just the excess amount of it. There were times that I was sitting in a cutscene for upwards for up to two minutes, and I just wanted to play my song. That's the one thing that I like about a rhythm game. Quick and easy ways to just get to the music. For example, with a game like Rhythm Heaven, they'll give you a tutorial, and that's all you need to get to the song. They let the music and the environment while you're playing the music either tell a story or make the song stand out rhythmically as well as visually. For example, one of my favorite rhythm minigames is... Um, in Rhythm Heaven is First Date. Rhythm Heaven Fever for the Wii, for example. They don't have you have this big cutscene where the guy is like trying to ask out the girl and try to impress her. No, instead they use the tutorial to show that he's sitting with this girl that he is quite fond of on a bench. And he has to kick the various sports balls to various beats away so it doesn't interrupt their date. While the gophers cheer them on. And I think that's great. Then as you play the actual rhythm mini game, not only does the time of day change to show that they're spending time together, and the gophers cheer for you, which is funny, but the song also just elevates the mood. That's what a good rhythm game does. It uses its music to uh, elevate the mood. Another good example that I would say is Elite Beat Agents, which has an opening cutscene, cutscenes in the middle, and an end cutscene. But the placement of the cutscenes is what made those stand out. As most of the time, those songs were, or the cutscenes in those moments were saved for the bridges. They were saved for those moments that didn't interrupt the flow of the song, and rather wove together to make a narrative and a song, in the case of Elite Beat Agents, covers of songs that were popular at the time, such as driving a pregnant woman to the hospital so she could deliver a baby to the tune of Skater Boy. And yes, that is one of my favorite missions. But... Also, just filling in comedic moments, whether you've succeeded or failed, a beginning and an end to that story, making itself contained. With Rhythm Sprout, you'll start a stage, and sometimes the king will just give you a phone call, and his jokes will ramble on and on and on, and then you'll go on the stages and go, being like, well, that just happened. And that really didn't stick well for me. Rhythm Sprout is fun, bright, colorful, and has a few good tunes, but not every song stood out for me. The ones in the winter stages did, as well as the last, like, three or four at the end of the game. This game had, like, a true ending-ish, or, like, a big plot twist, and I will admit that that's the one time that the game made me laugh. But then, that laughter slowly disappeared as, once again, the dialogue kept running on and on. I better wrap this up before I start imitating what happened in the game on this episode. So overall, if you are curious, I recommend looking into Rhythm Sprout, preferably on like a PlayStation or Steam, I think it will look better on there. And if you are truly interested, pick it up on sale. I've seen it as low as 11 or $10, and I think it's perfect in that price range. For the, for the short length and some of the good music, this is worth paying a visit, but just not at full price. But that's it for Rhythm Sprout, and if you end up looking into it, I hope you enjoy it. 
But we're not done on this episode yet. It's time to go into Spin Rhythm XD, the rhythm game that I picked up on the Steam sale that made me wonder, what would it be like if I was a cool futuristic DJ? Let's find out. Next up in this double feature is Spin Rhythm XD for PC, which I think is only on PC. I played this on Steam and I don't remember seeing it available anywhere else. Spin Rhythm has you taking control of, well, yourself as you are playing through several tracks, almost Guitar Hero style. There are keys that you... Well, first off, this is a very unique rhythm game, and there's going to be a lot to unpack here. You are given this, like, rhythm cylinder, a cool background, a cool foreground, and you're set up with your song title and how long the song is. Then you are given notes. The idea is that you have blue and pink, but you can also customize your colors and customize your slider, and you have to line up the little notes with the appropriate color. Then there are bigger rectangles in those you have to tap, and then there are longer notes that you have to hold. Then, where the name comes in, there are certain like directional pads that you have to spin your rhythm slider, whether left, right, or back and forth. And then later on, as you add more difficulties, there are other features that are added, such as beats. And beats incorporate the shoulder buttons, which is really cool and unique. So that's kind of the front and back of it. They give you some really great tutorials in this. And right off the bat, I had a really fun time with this. Now, I still have some problems with this game, but I definitely had a really fun time with it. The track list is huge, and they even have songs from other indie games, like a electronic remix of a song from Celeste, even, and I think that one is really cool and unique. Now, there's a couple songs from an artist or two that I don't want to mention, and it is unfortunate that those artists are in this game that came out this year, and I know this is past work of this artist that has recently had allegations come out about them, which is very unfortunate, but they're still a part of a team, so if you want to know more, I definitely highly recommend looking into it, but I'm not saying boycott this game. Too many great people worked on it to let one or two people ruin the experience for someone who is playing the game. But I did want to acknowledge that and that I do not condone problematic behavior of any sort, whether it's racism, sexism, homophobia, grooming, any of that nasty garbage. We do not condone that. Here, this show is all about playing games, having fun, and just being chill and good to one another. So, moving on, I want to say that Spin Rhythm is a really unique game because it feels the way that I feel that DJ Hero was imagined. It has that Guitar Hero feel to it. You even hear, like, record scratches and, like, little mess-up sounds if you miss a note or you didn't hold for long enough. You have combos that you build up, and you have a health bar, and if you fail, you fail. 
Now, here is the other thing about the game. So every song has about four or five difficulties tied to it, each with its own separate ranking. So A, B, C, D, um, S. S is the highest rank that you can get. And the better your score is, the higher and more EXP you get. The more EXP you get, the more you level up. And the more you level up, the more songs you unlock. And that's where my major problem with this game lies. I don't think that they should have had EXP in a rhythm game because, as I mentioned earlier, I was going to acknowledge it and get to it, and here it is. This game has level grinding in it. I got to the point where I was about 50 songs in, according to my track list. I have 53 songs unlocked out of 62 and the game wants me to play these harder difficulties, and I'm not really good at them. And when I do try the harder difficulties, I get like a C, maybe a B, and that does not give me a lot of EXP. And when I play the easy difficulties, I do not get a lot of EXP. I've been playing most of this game on normal and having a great time with it, and playing through the songs not every song is my favorite but there are some great tracks here they give you the artist's name so you can go and like listen to this music yourself and you can also import your own tracks and create spin rhythms there's also dlc for this game i think the fact that there is so much content in this game is that it's definitely worth its price point Presentation-wise, this game is clean and slick. It looks good. And the attention to detail is amazing. As you are playing through the song, the floor beneath you starts, like, basically vibrating and morphing along with the music that you are doing. And every stage has a visual that accompanies the song well. A really great background. And some of the songs have lyrics also, and they are also really good. The only problem that I have is that I found myself getting blocked out of literally the end game of this game because of level grinding. Pl suddenly playing on normal that used to boost me one, maybe two levels in the early game, in the early stages, suddenly doesn't even give me a quarter of EXP. Much like playing an old school RPG, your level will... It'll be harder to level up the farther you go, and I feel like that's unique, but there's some great songs here, and they sound, there looks like there's even more, and you get little previews of how they sound, and that's really cool and unique, like, you, even when you pause the game, can practice the song in the screen before going back, and it doesn't stop anything, it doesn't stop you. The fact that there are so many accessibility features in this game, from the photosensitive warnings to making sure that the environments, because the environments are very visually stunning and they move with your music. And I think that's like really great and all, but they do it so that people who might be photosensitive can still play this game. They made all these different accessibility features and I think that's awesome, but it's very funny, ironic even, that with all these accessibility features, you still have to play the game on some brutally hard difficulties in order to advance. I played it on one of the harder difficulties to try and level up, and I barely pulled a C rank because everything the game threw at me 
was so fast and so quick that my hands basically turned into pretzels. Whether it was trying to hold notes and then immediately spinning and then keeping my hand on the shoulder button. And that's where spin rhythm falls apart a little bit. I think on the normal difficulties, this game is great. But the fact that the game tries to keep encouraging you to play harder difficulties feels like a classic rhythm game, both in a good way or a bad way. This really invokes that Guitar Hero Dance Dance Revolution, you know, really learn the game and learn it well and keep on practicing and practicing and practicing until you master it and then go up to a new difficulty and repeat the process again. But I feel like gaming has changed. This isn't a playing Guitar Hero on my PS2 for a whole weekend. This is... I wanted to play Spin Rhythm and see everything that it has to offer, and I feel like gaming has changed in a way. I didn't own Guitar Hero, so I don't know. Feel free to comment. Did Guitar Hero lock music behind difficulty? Did Guitar Hero lock certain songs behind leveling up and such? I don't know. I only ever played it at my cousin's house, but... This game has that classic rhythm game feel from the early 2000s. The aesthetic is so good. The visuals are amazing. And the song choice is stellar. I may have not been a fan of every song, but so many of these songs are so good. And I ended up looking up artists that I've never heard of and listening to their other libraries because I'd find one or two songs in this game that I liked. And I mostly enjoyed this game, and I can still recommend it. It's just kind of a half-hearted recommendation because some people might be like me, where they're really enjoying this game, and they're climbing that mountain, and they're going, and they're going, and then they get stuck. And you end up getting stuck in this one moment where you felt like you were really on top of the world, and then the game's like, nope, you need to be better. No, you need to do better. And I really wish that there was maybe an easy mode that didn't like post your scores or didn't rank you. Maybe some risk reward balance here that let you experience the full game. No one likes being locked out of content and I think this is no different. Overall, Spin Rhythm is a fantastic time and I really enjoyed it. I really had a lot of fun with it and I'm glad that I picked it up. I picked it up purely by seeing it in my recommendations because I went to the rhythm and music section in Steam and it was right there on the page. And when I saw it, I was enamored with it. Visually, it is very impressive. You can change up your HUD, you can change up the way your like spin meter looks, you can change just about everything to customize it to make it your own thing. The fact that you can upload music means that I can upload the Pepsi Man theme song and I can rock out to the Pepsi Man theme song whenever I want to, which is great. But personally, I'm going to try to upload some remixes of Steven Universe music that I really like from video game remixes or VGR and see how those translate. And of course, you can't go wrong with the Sopranos theme song. I mean gotta get that gabagoo but that being said with spin rhythm xd i think if you really love that classic ddr era you are going to love this game and you might want to learn it and try to master it i did this with the controller so i can't vouch for you know playing with mouse and keyboard but spinning with the mouse might be fun 
and the game looks like it controls well enough. My big problem with this game is the, the difficulty spiking and kind of like that old school Konami kind of, you know, get good, play this game on the hardest difficulty. If you want a little bit more, you need to play on even harder difficulties. But aside from that, the game looks great. A lot of the songs sound great. And it's still kind of a light complaint because by playing on normal difficulty, I got to 52 songs. 52 is a good amount. And the fact that it's a 52 out of 63 made me want to go. And this is a little painful, but top my high scores and see if I can get to the end by just playing on normal. I might need to do a couple of the early songs on the harder difficulties just to, you know, screech my way to victory because I do want to make it to the end of this because I'm so close. I'm literally like eight, nine songs away. But with that being said, there is way more good than bad in this game. There is a ton of content. Well over 40 songs in the base game. There's a DLC pack. You can upload your own music to it. You can customize this to look the way that you want. The visuals are incredible. The fact that the environments react to the way that you play the music. The menus look great. The health bar looks awesome. The HUD looks awesome. This game just looks fantastic. As a presentation, just on a presentation standpoint, this game looks so good. And I am so glad that I played it. Even with my minor complaints, this game is still a really great time. And I had a really fun time with it. So if you're looking for a rhythm game and you just want to pick one up, maybe pick up this one or pick up Rhythm Sprout. But I think it's time to wrap this one up and give some conclusive thoughts. That's it for this episode of Late Night Sprites. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and you might pick up one of these two games. I'm sure glad that I went through them and I hope that if you do pick one or both of them up that you enjoy them as well. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more, then feel free to follow because I do release these episodes on a weekly to bi-weekly basis and the Summer of Indies, I still have some big plans for it that I'm very excited to share about, very excited to talk about. We got some more new games and maybe some other new things to cover in the very near future, but thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you also enjoy a good read, then check out latenightsprites.blogspot.com where I recently talked about Shredder's Revenge. And if you want more in terms of the podcast, you can listen to last week's episode where I went through Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. I had a bit of a Turtles week last week, and it was a great time. And trust me, there is a very big Turtles project coming this fall that I cannot wait to share with all of you. But for now, the Summer of Indies is still underway, and there are a few more shows that I have planned, so definitely stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening. Take care of yourself, take care of your mental health, and I am Homecoming Hero, and I will see you on the next episode of Late Night Sprites. Take care.